Welcome to Series 2, Episode 4, Women's Must Debate. Comparison culture. We have a great group of ladies here today. We've got myself and Leanne. We have Liv, Sarah and Anne. Over to you, Leanne. Oh, well, it's great um, all being here together. It's been a while since we've been, we've been able to have a nice chat. But today we're going to be talking about comparing ourselves to others and how that can be healthy and be inspiring and motivating and then at times it can easily swing to being detrimental to our health and um, make us feel awful about ourselves. So um, we will start with you Sarah if you could talk to us about any times in your life that you have compared yourself to others or your experiences of comparison culture as it's known. Um, yeah I was when I when you said about the subject, my first thoughts sprang straight to primary school when my kids are at primary school. So I don't know what it was about that setting, but or whether it was the type of school or the type of parents that I became friends with, but I found it a very competitive kind of environment. I don't I don't know why. And when I think back to that, maybe it was because I wasn't in a good place. Um, I, I found myself constantly feeling like I was on the back foot and feeling like I wasn't, I don't know, as successful or as good enough as the other No, I agree with you. Around. Do you know, I hadn't even thought about that, but now that you said that, I remember also thinking, especially with the first child, like, <gasps> I'm not doing enough reading with them or, uh, you know... Uh, you know that kind of thing and I haven't almost got my finger on why it is yeah no no I, I really I do feel think that maybe it was me not being in a good place and being with some really maybe successful women who seemed like they had it all together yeah and I think if you're in a good place yeah comparison is healthy if you're in yeah. a bad place mm. you think everyone else is doing it right getting it right more yeah. successful and yeah. you're somehow not and then you then it tilts you even more. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we had with parenting that comes in yeah. because it's still, you know, there is no <coughs> handbook. <coughs> and when you start at primary school, you have no idea, especially the first one, you have no idea what to be, what to expect. And it is, it's that when you're in a place of not really knowing what you're doing, I think parenting is a massive one because none of us know what we're doing. But we no. look at others and think, God, they've got it all together. Look how successful they are and look how well everyone's doing. And I think somehow you get, thing, go back in the playground and you somehow revert back to being in the playground, literally. Yeah, yeah I you agree. You feel like you're 11 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, th I think like every, because especially with your first child, because um, it's everything's so new, I think if your child can hit every milestone and it, it's reassuring that, yes, I, I, I am a good parent, I am, I don't know what, what I'm doing, but it's working and... You know, and if they're not hitting the milestones, then you question yourself, I think. Yeah, but it goes further back to babyhood. I mean, I remember um, with my first child thinking, oh, he's walking at 11 months. It's yeah. amazing. And then obviously the second one was like 14 months, and then the last one's 19 months. <laughs> and actually you realise when you look back that none of that matters anyway. But I remember at, my, at the first school where my kids go, which was a private school, there was this group of mums and they invited you into this special baby group because I also <laughs> had a baby as well and I was invited in but my friend wasn't and I just didn't really understand that and I, when I said oh can my friend 
like la 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 also join this group um they were like no no sorry and it was really like that it was kind mm. of yeah. they were inviting people in who they I, well, thought, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about yeah it well. was like that yeah. kind of thing and, and I felt so, really awkward so strong that that clique yeah that I felt if I don't join that I'm going to forever feel on the peripheral of that yeah. group so yeah. I've got to go I've got to join it yeah which is crazy no. but maybe I wasn't in a place where I'd go oh, no I'm not yeah. sure I want to be friends with them no. I was like I've got to be friends with them yeah, I know. I no. wonder if that comes from a place because I think a lot of comparison is sort of, you know, it's imp- it's important for self-reflection. It's part of being a human being is having an awareness of what other people are doing, and you can, you know, through looking at other people, you find what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and where you fit into society. And where I think it gets like that, you know, this kind of cliqueiness is that people are almost um, looking at themselves based on those around them so they're kind of thinking if this person's in the group then that makes me a better person rather than thinking about themselves it's all this constant looking outwards so they it's judging other people and put them into a box yeah and saying you know they've got these attributes or skills or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and if they're in my group that makes me a better person yeah 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 and so it becomes like a popularity contest doesn't it's it? a bit and like i watched a film with um my daughter Izzy last night, Mean Girls. Yeah. And it yeah, reminds brilliant. me of that. Yeah. yeah but those yeah. kind of those groups and then and just that kind of meanness and it is almost like you see with teenage girls as well, isn't it? It happens again then in yeah. adulthood. Yeah, mm. and and that's what I found. I found like I was straight back into feeling like I did when I was fifteen. Yeah. You just like to be in with the in crowd. Yeah. Or you're just gonna fall to the wayside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underfoot. Yeah. And yeah. it's for your own child as well, isn't it? You sort of think for my child, I need to get in with this group so that my child isn't left behind or left out and yeah. gets mm-hmm. invited to yeah. the parties and things, I think. There's a bit yeah, of that. It's, as tri- well. it's kind of tribal, I suppose. Yeah, that primal yeah. sort of yeah. as a mum, you're just sort yeah. of like, mm. Yeah, well the tribal thing we were talking about this other day, weren't we? Just um the comparison thing, you know, if you think about going back to when we needed a tribe to survive, it was important that you had some kind of worthiness in that tribe. So you were constantly looking for your place and to be proving to everyone around you to say, you know, I am worthy to be here, you need me. Um, otherwise, you you run the risk of getting chucked out of the tribe and then you can't survive if you're on your own. And... Um, yeah, I think it is. It's so innate in us to do this constant comparing, but we really—it's so important to step back from it and mm. realise when it is becoming just overwhelming and too much, and you know, it destroys people's lives. Mm. Well, like and what it, happened to me was that I got to a point where I was comparing so much, and it's not—it wasn't about kids necessarily. It was about career, house, car. And I, I wouldn't say I'm a terribly materialistic person, but suddenly that they, those things became important. And, she, you know, she had that career and I hadn't, I maybe wasn't there on my career. You know, then you would compare everything. Yeah. And then you stop watering your own garden because mm. you, you, you don't concentrate on your own stuff. Mm. You're so busy comparing and that's yeah. when it becomes dangerous. Yeah. Mm. And then you lose your sense of self. Because then, yeah. you know, you're not, you know, we all like different things. We're all good at different things. You know, some people, you know, are enjoy doing, getting up at 7am and doing yoga. And other people, 
enjoy you know going out for a run at night or whatever it is and you know it's so easy to get caught in the trap of especially nowadays with social media <clears throat> of going online and thinking you know so and so's done this and so and so that even though it's something that you wouldn't even want to be doing it's not even something that you enjoy but you think oh my god i'm so lazy or yeah I've or they're all together that. and i'm not in the in that yeah. group or i need to maybe get into running so i can be in that group yeah 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 so what about you Liv? um it's really interesting i'm sort of reflecting on what you said sarah and i, and I hear that completely that um what you said about if you're in a good place it's okay and if you're in a bad place it's it can be really damaging and i totally agree with that um from my own experience I, i'm a bit of an outlier and i really enjoy not playing that game and i just innate that's innate in me i've never really been a sort of someone that's sort of strove striven strived i don't know what the right word is there <laughs> to um to be in a group and i kind of take active steps to remove myself from it um and i don't know if that is uh because i'm emotionally secure or emotionally insecure i have I've no idea i haven't ever really given that any thought but i don't like playing those popularity contests at all and I kind of refuse to but that's an, that's not a decision I've ever taken that's just how I sort of tend to behave naturally that's quite a wise one I think but, well, <laughs> it's, it, well it's sort of fortunate and unfortunate at the same time however um, when you asked me to come on this I did think well there must be areas of my life where I play that comparison game and just haven't even noticed it and for me it's um, artistic um, as a musician I find myself I used to find myself constantly comparing myself to other female musicians and trying to decide how I measured up against them and whether or not I was better or worse than them. Mm -hmm. And it was purely ego driven mm -hmm. and purely came from a place of insecurity. Um, and it tapped into something very deep in me. There was something about identity and acceptance and um, people thinking I was great or not great or whatever. Um, and that was hugely damaging to me over years and years of kind of my playing career. Um, and then I just found that one day it just sort of melted away and the way that it melted away for me was that I was given some advice by someone that really stuck with me and they said that your, express, your, your instrument is just a way of you expressing yourself, you telling the world what you think and feel and no one else can do that. So. Um, it, it's kind of yours you don't have to be better or worse you know would you think that someone else's views are better or worse than your own you're just telling the world what you think in a slightly different way and that really resonated with me and it sort of stuck with me and, and from then on I used it as a <coughs> tool for communication rather than a sort of stick to beat myself with that's brilliant yeah. and I felt that I have a much I'm healthier I'm going to remember that for yeah. my musicians <laughs> it's certainly a well, much healthier relationship. Yeah. Any expression or any opinion, even your own opinion. Yeah, because you're putting yeah. your vulner yeah. vulnerability out there for everyone to yeah. see and standing on a stage and going, you know, it's like, what me. do you think of this? Yeah, you know, yeah. so you're opening yourself up to people going, you know, oh, that's not actually very and good. One song <laughs> or one performance doesn't define you. Either. No. It's just how you were that day. Yeah. So for me, that's certainly where my insecurity, my my vulnerabilities are, is anything creative, where I'm sort of putting myself out there. Mm. Which is a brave thing to do, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You've always got those conflict. You know, I'm naturally quite an introvert, um, but a lot of performers will say that. Yeah, that, yeah. Know. I've seen that, and you think because you see people on stage, you think they're going to be <clears throat> like super kind of out there, and and actually, a lot of them are very. Yeah, what I, from what I've seen. Yeah, my lives like that. Very self-critical. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, I wouldn't say she's an introvert as such, but but she's very self-critical and quiet, keeps herself to herself. And you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think she would then go, yeah, I'll get up on stage and play my guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's mm. often like that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the two two of my kids that do that, they are both introverts. Um, but what about you, Anne? Well, I immediately when I looked at what we were going to talk about, I immediately thought back to um, being a, a mum, married, and that was my world, and completely losing my sense of self and identity and not realizing it not realizing I, always, I think I always knew deep down I was unhappy but there's no way I was gonna walk out on my marriage or anything so it was just well I'm married and this is my family and this is my role and I have to make the best of it and so on but now that's over and I'm moving on and my life has changed I, I can look back now and see how I spent a, a many, many years just looking at other people, just feeling like I totally lost my way and feeling, like you said about like yoga, some people do yoga, up and do yoga at seven, some people go running. You know, I felt like I was looking at everyone, doing everything and feeling I should be doing all of it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and not thinking, well, that's fine, that's for them, but it's not for me. Mm. You know, just c- continually beating myself up because I wasn't doing this and I wasn't doing that or the other. Um, and I remember one when I was pregnant with Guy having a conversation with a friend who is a professional but she was pregnant at the time as well so she was on maternity leave and I remember her retelling a story that her somebody another female in her life had said to her who didn't work said oh I've had a hell of a day I'm absolutely knackered and my friend was saying to me, well, she doesn't even work. What does she know about being knackered? Wow. And that, I, you know, and that was what guy's going to be 15 in May. You know, and, and that has stuck with me all this time. And I sat there and I thought, but I don't work. And I'm pregnant. And mm. so what, what does that mean? I'm allowed ne- to be tired. Yeah, does that mean I can <laughs> never have a day where I feel tired? <laughs> and, and it's, it's actually mean, more tiring not working and having to look after your kids rather than going to work. That's what I... Yeah. That's what I found. I went back to work for a break. Yeah. <laughs> you should get to sit down and have a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah it was talk that to adults. comparison between women of who's yeah. working yeah. hardest yeah. and who's this not. Competition and, of who's, um, who's got it the worst. Yeah, and you're, go, you're working, so your poor kids are at nursery from eight till six, five days a week. That's awful. I really feel sorry for those kids. And then the flip side of that is... God, you're just what kind of example to your kids are you? What kind of example to your daughter are you? Well, you don't even go to work. And bottle feeding, doesn't it? The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember feeling yeah. so proud that I could breastfeed, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> or giving birth naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, it's just I didn't care about that. I was like, just give me all the drugs, man. But it starts yeah. so young. Yeah. And just, you yeah. know, even the things that are in school. Who's making you feel bad there? Is it women making women feel bad? I think so, yeah. I think that mm. women and whether where that's come from, I don't know. You know, I mean, the the competition starts really. Well, I don't know whether it starts with your parents. I suppose but there is a sibling thing. There is the comparison there. But then when you go to school, everything is about being the best. Yeah, it's being really lucky. Like, well, we've had this conversation yeah. before where we did science degrees, and like, 
I ended up doing, doing 10 years in a career which really stressed me out and I'd had no joy whatsoever. <laughs> you did a science degree yeah. and you weren't really particularly that no. into it. Um, and it's that, and I think that's where it's so. I would have been much happier running a cat cafe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. But I think you then know. The, the pressure comes on because, as much as it's lovely that, you know, we are, it's brilliant that we're striving for equality, but then it yeah. becomes that it's like you've got to be everything to women. You can't yeah, let it yeah, slip. Yeah. The men almost feel like it's, yeah. you know, they can just chill out and just do their thing. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, yeah. you know, as a woman now, you've got to do everything because women didn't have those options before and I think that so, so it's a generational thing because I think because my mum had me quite young and so she was adamant that I was not going to be having babies you know in my teens or whatever and that I was going to have this career because she went back to university when I was I don't know 16 17 to do a physics degree and I think that is that generational thing as well isn't there it's like we, you know become our you can do wants, this haven't yeah we? well yeah. no and it's not yeah. even so much that but it's more like you can have a career and have children and oh, no, all these my, things. My mum definitely said you, you've got you've got to have it all. You can do yeah. it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got all this opportunity. Yeah, and that's and my, massive pressure. Yeah. So much pressure. And I don't believe you can personally. No. No. You can no. you can do anything, but you can't do everything. No, that is it. And you can't there do it, you can't do everything and do it well. No, it's impossible. Um, I mean, I really stressed myself out working full time, having three small kids, a husband that worked away. Mm. I mean, I was a an absolute walking mess. You know, I don't think it's. Um, but again, I was really you had impressed. All those badges, didn't you? Well, I was yeah. so impressed with myself. <laughs> I had a company car, and you know, and then when my, you do my get son into was those in a special kind of nursery that cost loads of money. It's kind of like, you know, because they're so far and few still for women, it's like you then should be grateful that you've got into that. And it's, you know, there's a competition for women to get these, these places in society to be higher up. And and then it's like, well, you know, how can you not enjoy it? Because you're so lucky to have got there because there's all these other women that would fight to be in your position. And then, yeah, we kind but of... But you don't know what it's like until you're there. No. And that's the thing with comparison. Mm-hmm. You look yeah. at, you just mm. look at the surface. Yeah. You just yeah. look at the external, beautiful image on Facebook or school mm-hmm. playground yeah. where you look at someone and you think they've got it all together and you know nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. no. you don't really know. I mean, on the flip side, you know, I was in an unhappy marriage and looking at friends of mine whose marriages had ended... And thinking, oh, I don't want to be like her and be on my own and be lonely. I don't want to be like that. And then actually, it just happened, and now I'm on my own, and I'm happier than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. So I was comparing it and thinking, I don't want to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm here, and you know, touch wood so far. Um, it feels like it's we have a choice, doesn't it? That we we have a choice whether we're going to play this game. Whoever's starting it, and it, and it is interesting whether it's women and women or whether it's men are involved. Who knows? But. You do have a choice to sort of opt out of all of this, don't you? If mm. if you can figure out how to d- to do it, and um, there's this video that's kind of resurfaced, and it's Cynthia Nixon from Sex and City, and she's reading a poem, which is beautiful, and it's like, be this, she said, uh, they said, be that, they said, um, get a great job, they said, stay at home with your kids and be a good mom, they said, and I was sort of reading it and reflecting on it in light of what's gone on for women in the last sort of couple of weeks, especially. It all feels very, um, very relevant. Um, and I thought, well, these people, they said, like, who are they? And why are we listening to them? And mm. why why are we playing this silly game that mm. everyone, everyone, myself included, everyone has the place where they 
start playing that game and that's when the problem starts isn't it mm. yeah yeah I do think with age though that for me um, like probably hitting 40 yeah that was a big deal for me actually <laughs> well I just I don't caring. think I, yeah and I just don't think I really did it but for, for me most comparison when I was younger was about body and about mm. being I mean because I am quite slim naturally and I did a lot of dance, but I would still be looking at the person who had the longer limbs and the longer legs because I'm fairly athletically built, even though I'm lucky to have a slim build. Um, but I was really into that, you know, like, and even now, probably, is am I like that? I mean, I probably could look at the beach, you know, be, be on the beach and look at another 47-year-old and think... Well, even in your wedding there, they used to you're lucky to be slim. Yeah, yeah. So there, there you go. Even, there you go. Yeah, we mm. all do it. Yeah, mm. and, it, and, it, and it goes back from, from being a child, probably. Yeah. Probably from parents, po- you know, pointing out. Yeah. Them. You don't well, want to be like them. We've, you know, we grew up in a culture, we were saying the other day, weren't we, in the waif and the, yeah. you know, mm. the Kate Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all super, super skinny, and that's yeah. what, you know, low-slung jeans, and yeah. you literally had yeah. to have, like, a washboard mm. stomach yeah, exactly. to wear the fashionable clothes. and yeah. And one of the um, sort of kick buzz yeah. ads that Liv and I, my Liv and I like to talk about at home, like to talk about it, comes up, is the male gaze, you know, and yeah. how the world is very much, you know, directors are mostly men, so when you go to see a film in the cinema, it's yeah. a man's idea of what a romance should look like and how it should end, um, you know, and media, it's all the male gaze sort of suggesting how a woman should be and what a woman Mm. should look like and Mm. um, she was about to read a paper before I went out on um, it was about uh, how gay women feel because living in a world where women are valued through the male gaze so if if you don't want to attract a man and you're not attracted to men gay women can quite often feel that they're not women yeah they're invisible what are they because Mm because everything in the world is driven around what, for women, is what men want to see. Mm. Which I thought was very interesting. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. But another thing I read as well this afternoon was a study that, um, and it said that actually, so from social media point of view, women actually compare themselves the most to old pictures of themselves. <laughs> really? Yeah, so... On the social media page, the most the, the the most issues women have is looking at old pictures of themselves mm. and going, "Oh God, look at me! I used to be. So I need to get back to that." And I not, can relate to that a bit. Yeah, when I, I look, can. You know, like. But then you look, look quite, and you go, "What's well, worried about then?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, but yeah, I do exactly. look at it and I think, "Oh, I look really quite young, and there's no grey hair." Yeah. <laughs> and I've always been sort of naturally skinny, you know, through my childhood and my teens, and you know, hit twenty, and suddenly it all went. Pfft, but you know, but even then, I was slim. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not massive now, but I'm not what I was then. But it's very easy to look back at yourself and go, "Yeah, I'm going to diet because I want to get back to yeah, yeah, just how totally I was 20 years ago yeah, <laughs> before yeah. I had children." Yeah. I want to look like I did when I was 20. What? Yeah. Yeah. How the heck yeah. Are you going to do that? Yeah. Without and, a lot of surgery. And it's when you, it's yeah. when you see, see pictures from behind and you think, "I really am 47." <laughs> in my mind I've got the arse of a 25 year old yeah. <laughs> but I don't think no. I have yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I would counter that with you know I see pictures of myself 20 years ago and I you know think wouldn't it be nice to have 20 year old skin again but I also can look into those eyes 
and see and remember the confusion and yeah. the mm. angst and the you mm. know still yeah. figuring everything out not yeah, having yeah, my yeah. shit together I mean yeah. not that I necessarily do now <laughs> but you know I've got another 20 years more experience now and I wouldn't switch that for anything no absolutely yet maybe ask me again in two years <laughs> <laughs> but I think the comparison thing is huge with the social media especially with, especially for teenagers these days yeah and teenage girls, and I mean, we're lucky enough that, well, lucky enough in a weird way, that our daughter um, has spent some time with a specialist therapist who deals with social media, and so she's now brilliant with it, and also with her friends, and she can see where they're kind of dropping into the, you know, the bad stuff. Um, but I think that is a huge problem. Mm. It certainly magnifies everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really it's interesting. It's so face value. It, it is. is. So yeah. And we're all sitting here going, oh, you know, we're looking at that person thinking they've got their shit together. But then we, it's a paradox because we also know that nobody's got their shit together. But it's, yeah. just, it's got this way of, on the face of it, sort of suggesting that everyone else is nailing life and you're not. But mm. we all know that that's not true. Mm. You the know, majority so. of people only put things on social media they want to put on yeah, them. Yeah, They don't say... Yeah you know they're having a crap day no 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 no, no, no. yeah and that's and that's you know well for me i i don't put i'm having a crap day because i don't when i go back and i go onto facebook or instagram or anything, i want to remember all the nice things that i did yeah you know that's there for me as a reminder and nobody and so, wants to see that anyway do they i i wouldn't want to see no. that somebody's having a crap well, day well, I you know pick up the phone and tell me i'm the shit day yeah yeah sometimes you'll get someone who it's like a cry for help when they yeah. go oh this has happened yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But then we see that almost as attention seeking. Yeah, it's yeah. Like almost yeah, vulgar. Yeah. Oh goodness! Right. I have to say though, so if people, needy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if people are too whiny on social media, I'm afraid, you know, they yeah. get blocked. <laughs> well, I've recently <laughs> do, and it's funny because this thing I was reading about social media, it said like the recommendations, and one of them was. Um, just start unfollowing people. Yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. follow yeah, too no, many no, people. And and I don't know. It's probably before Christmas. I just decided on my You've Facebook got one page. Friend <laughs> <laughs> I haven't un- unfriended people because I didn't want to be unfriendly. Yeah, no, no, I do the same. But I fo- unfollowed. Yeah, me too. Loads, of, a lot of people. I unfollowed a couple of people in particular, and yeah. then. Um, and then don't fa- name and them, then, don't no, name no, them. No. And then <laughs> name and shame. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> And then Facebook asked me if I wanted to unfollow anybody else. And I thought, do you know what, actually... Actually, now you mention it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, now you mention it. I don't really know them. I don't really know them. Yeah, why? I met them once in a cafe. Why? Yeah. Yeah. A good friend of mine once told me that she... And I did exactly the same, and I can absolutely highly recommend it. She's unfollowed pretty much everyone, apart from the people that she sees on a sort of regular Mm. basis and that is current in her life now. But she's also followed lots of groups that she's got an interest in. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's like I wildlife, it's birds, it's music, it's kind of really generally. I mean, yeah. you can't be too offended by like a picture of a blackbird, no. and you can't sit and go, "Why aren't I? Why don't I look as lovely as that blackbird?" Honestly, it changed my relationship with social media, and I have a one strike and you're out approach to social media. If somebody is kind of somehow getting bringing me down, then they are just you know they have to take it elsewhere. Well, and all out. those triggers to a life maybe you want to not think about, or you know. Yeah. And if you're going through up. a bit of a tough time yourself, 
you know, mm. like struggling with a hormonal teenage son, and yes. then and then you go onto Facebook for a bit of light relief, and all you can see are people with their sons like on walks and on their bikes. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and all of That's that. And you just think, immediate oh, block. Immediate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I can't be doing with it. My other top tip, and I've only this is a whole like light bulb moment, but I unfollowed Plymouth Live last week. Yeah. It's made such a huge difference because yeah. no longer is my timeline filled with all these kind of half-wits. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And the comments yeah. are always so that. negative as well. Oh, Sometimes I read an article and I think, oh, I wonder what people are saying. And then every now and again, you know, I should know better, but I start tackling it and, and getting involved and it just mm. never ends well. No. It always upsets me. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's really made a difference. So I yeah. highly recommend that. Leanne, have you got any uh, final pointers? Oh, well, the only thing, so I kind of scribbled a few things. One, I've said already that you can be anything, but you can't be everything. And, you know, the most important thing, I suppose, is to um, get comfortable with yourself. So, you know, work out what's important to you, what your values are, and just hold them strong because Mm. it's then easy to look and and just be happy for the people that they're experiencing and doing what they're doing, and it's not necessarily for you. And if it is something that you're interested in, then either, you know, use that as a motivation, inspiration, and maybe even contact them and ask them for more information, or, or if it's too much, then, you know, just unfollow people or don't you know don't talk about it so you've kind of got a bit of space from it if it's something that's kind of stressing you out about it but sit with it and work out you know go deeper into the kind of self-awareness of why things are triggering you or making you feel unworthy because if someone else has got something or doing something that you're not doing is it jealousy or is it something that you is calling out to your soul that you need in your life Mm Um, so yeah, focusing on yourself, getting clear on what you want, um, being being happy for other people around us. Um, yeah, I, being. I had a, a really good quote that um, really helped me. Yeah. When I kind of came out the other side of the comparison game, if you like, and it was the grass is greener where you water it. Yeah. And that just really, really helped me. Absolutely. I just thought, that's a good one. And sometimes it's astroturf. That's what I saw today yeah. on Instagram. And I yeah. thought, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> true, isn't it? It's and all green it's and shiny. Yeah. yeah, I know it's cliche, and I know it's, you know, these yeah. crazy things. But it just, yeah, you, you will have a shit relationship if you don't concentrate on it. And all you're thinking about is everyone else's relationships. Mm. And yeah. And yeah, your your house will fall around you if you don't, mm. you know. Mm. So that really, really helped me, that quote. And this yeah. is one thing I've learned from hanging out with Leanne, actually, is like, you know, if we're going for a run and I'll say, and this really annoyed me, and, I, and then she, rather than like, go, oh yeah, no, I can take totally understand that, she'd go, so, you know, what was that, what was that big reaction all about then? And it kind of sends your thought process in a completely different way, and I really enjoy that now, sort of, you know, trying to, that's a, a kind of an alarm bell now, is if I'm, and it happened to me last week, I threw my phone over to the other side of the room because somebody posted something I won't go into detail and I didn't want to see it and my phone got thrown because I wasn't in a, a great frame of mind and so rather than um, you know sort of following that sort of route of self-pity I did sit with that for a bit and I thought right why did I just do that and actually that's what I do with my young daughter if she had an outburst that's what I do with her and I had to treat myself like a child in that moment but um, I found that that's a really good Mm. technique I find and thanks Leanne <laughs> and I think that's it is it is you know 
being aware of what's happening inside it's all about awareness so knowing is that inner child that inner critic mm. and then treating them like you would your friends or your kids you know like how being aware of the voice that's in inside is that talking to you like you would want to be spoken to or how you would talk to other people mm. and that's really important and also and also we're in control of our emotions because feelings are there all the time mm. yeah. it's our brain that connects it up to past experience to then make that into an emotion into a thing so actually we are in control of that and people don't you know, people talk about, um, you know, I won't get into it now, polyvagal theory, which is complete rubbish, but it's not true. We are, we, we are in control. Our brain is in control of our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just learning how, how. Um, yeah. Do you have any more? No, just be kind to yourself and be kind yeah, to those definitely. around you. Talk, talk nicely to yourself and your yeah. self-talk, for sure. Yeah. Sure. 